welcome to the Covenant Life Center podcast. We're so thankful that you chose to listen to this message. To get more connected with us, you can look us up on all social media at CLC Victoria and download our app. Now, here's this week's message. I'm excited to be here. If y'all don't know me, uh, my name is Caleb Slavic. I am the young adult director here, among other things. Um, so a lot of the young adults know my speaking style, the youth know my speaking style, but I'm excited uh, that Pastor Bobby, Pastor Don has given me this opportunity to speak to y'all. Um, I'm pumped up. I just want to, again, I just want to give them honor. Pastor Bobby, Pastor Don, I love y'all. Thank you for believing in me, for loving me, even, you know, I can be difficult sometimes, but this thank you for pushing through and uh, just being my pastor. Don't we have the best pastors in the world? Does anybody agree with me? All right. So as we get started, let's open up to 1 Kings 17, uh, verse 7 through 16. And uh, I'll open up there myself. And to kind of give a little bit of um, context to what happened before this. So there's this prophet, Elijah. Now, Elijah, uh, a lot of us know who he is. He, he's this amazing man of God. And he was kind of on his own right now. He's in a season where he was kind of his own, and God was literally providing for him. Like, he was in the middle, like, the place, the land, the country he was at was in the middle of a drought and famine. So there was, like, no resources anywhere. There was no food anywhere. So literally, God was taking care of every need he had. Um, it says earlier in, in the scripture that uh, Elijah was by a brook and, like, you know, one of the few uh, water sources left in the country, and that's where he was getting drink from. And also said that God literally sent ravens to feed him. Like, God sent Uber Eats with Chick-fil-A as ravens. Like, who thinks that's pretty awesome? Like, he, he was just there chilling on a rock, drinking from a brook, and ravens were dropping, like, you know, steaks in his hand. I think that's pretty cool. Well, anyway, that's, that's what was happening. Um, but we pick up in 17... Verse 7, now it says this, Sometime later the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. Then the word of the Lord came to him, Go at once to Serapath in the region of Sidon and stay there. I have directed a widow there to supply you with food. So he went to Zerapath. I hope I'm saying that right. Zerapath, you know, thank you. That's why we got Pastor Bobby here, right? Um, he went to Zerapath. When he came to the town gate, a widow was there gathering sticks. He called to her and asked, Would you bring me a little water in a jar so I may have a drink? As she was going to get it, he called, And bring, and bring me, please, a piece of bread. The widow replied, As surly as the Lord your God lives, I don't have any bread, only a handful of flour in a jar, and a little of olive oil in a jug. I am gathering a few sticks to take home and make a meal for myself and my son, so that we may eat it and die. You know, that's kind of, that's, man, that's kind of dark. They're on their last meal. Elijah said to her, don't be afraid. Go home as you have said, but first make me a small loaf of bread from, for me from what you have and bring it to me. And then make something for yourself and your son. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says. The jar of flour will not be used up and the jug of oil will not run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the land. She went away and did as Elijah told her. So there was food every day for Elijah and for the woman and her family. For the jar of flour was not used up, and the jug of oil, oil did not run dry. 
in keeping with the word of Lord spoken by Elijah. Isn't that pretty cool? God provided. But what I want to talk about today is freeing faith. Uh, earlier, I kind of had my own little faith story. A couple of weeks ago, uh, me and a youth, we went to Fiesta, Texas. And on our way back, and we had an awesome time. And on our way back, you know, I drove. I drove like about four guys. On our way back, you know, we're at a gas station, and I, I checked the tank. And you know how it says how many miles you have left? Well, I had about like 160 miles left and about 145 to Victoria. So I said, you know what, I'm going to be a good person. I'm not going to, you know, give a, the church a break. I'm not going to put more gas in, you know. I can make it to Victoria. Well, it turned out I couldn't. I guess I was going too fast. I don't know. I was burning through that gas. So anyways, I got close to Victoria, and I looked, and I had like 20 miles uh, left in the tank and 25 miles to go. I said, oh, Jesus. I said, okay, guys, we're going to need to stop, uh, get some gas soon. It wasn't really a big deal. You know, I said, hey, we're fine. Well, Siri... God bless her, took us on this crazy route in the country, like, you know, like, like, like it was in, like, other side of Mission Valley, I don't know really where it was, but it was, like, old country roads, no lights, this pitch black, and uh, so I'm like, oh, shoot, I look at um, the gas tank, I got 10 miles left, I said, okay, okay, boys, one of y'all look up where the nearest gas station is, because, you know, this ain't good. And you know, the guy's like, this is how we die? Is this how it is? Like, they're, like, freaking out. They're freaking me out. I'm like, dude, do not make me trip, all right? Do not talk about crazy clowns right now. You know, they're just talking about crazy stuff. And so I asked one of the youth guys, and he said, oh, look, you know, we had 10 miles left. He said, well, there's a gas station nine miles away. I said, oh, that's awesome. Look at Jesus, right? Everything's under control. Well, we go about another five miles in this dark country road. And, you know, have five miles left. And I look, and, I, and I'm like, okay, his name's Sebastian, who gave me, was giving me the directions to the um, gas station. I said, okay, Sebastian, how much further do we have left the gas station? You know, we have five miles left at this point. He said, uh, it says we still have nine miles to go. I said, what? <laughs> I said, Sebastian, you said that like five miles, like this, that doesn't make sense. Like, I'm sorry, man, I don't know, that's what it said. Like, you know, I was like, it's okay. But I said, all right, dude, we're going to have, like, guys, we're going to have to pray. Like, I said, like, there ain't no, like, we're still in the middle of nowhere. I don't want to die like this. Like, we're going to, so I said, you know what, guys, we're praying. And so I said, I don't care, like, we all praying. So, man, we were praying. We were, like, praying in the spirit. I'm telling you, like, the, the car was shaking from us praying so hard. Like, we were, like, we're, like, we're not going to die. Well, anyways, we're praying. And I look, and I'm at zero miles left, and we still have about three miles to go. And I'm like, oh, Jesus. And then, like, I'm pressing on the gas. You know, if you ever ran out of gas, you know, like, you'll be pressing on it, and it won't go. <laughs> well, anyways, that was happening. And, you know, we're in the middle of praying. I said, not today. I was like, so we just go deeper. And I'm telling you, all of a sudden, we got more juice. It was, um, it was Jesus. But it was, we got more juice in the, in the tank. And long story short, we rolled into that gas station on, <laughs> on, on Jesus. That's all I can say. And it, it, it was funny because... The, the guys, you know, right when we got out of the car, they were, like, flexing, like, oh, yeah. They're, like, you know, that's the God we serve. I'm like, yeah, that is, man. Like, it was, it was awesome for, them, for that because they're, like, you know, they're, like, dude, that was literally a miracle. It's like, yeah, it is. You know, God's real, you know. Pray, you know? So it was good for them. Uh, scary for me. But <laughs> it, it, was good. it was good for them. But what I realized is that, you know, I had a choice that a lot of us have a choice. As you know, like, when our gas tank's on empty, you know, we had a choice. You know, we could either pull over or push through, you know. And so I, I, I was thinking about faith. And I think, you know, a lot of times we have, we have a choice. You know, we could either live by faith 
or live by what's familiar to us, right? Who knows? Sometimes it's easy to do what's normal, right? It's easy to do what you've done in the past because you know what the outcome's going to be. But faith is, if faith is about doing things that you don't know what the other side lies. And just like this widow, right, we'll talk about her in a little bit. But I was thinking, you know, what's so, what's so important about faith, you know, because we talk about faith all the time. What's so important about it? I realized, I said, you know what, I'll, I, I don't want to live an ordinary life. I want to live an extraordinary life. And the only way to live an extraordinary life is to be connected with the supernatural, right? And the only way to be connected with the supernatural is to be connected to God, and that's only through faith. So I said, if I want to live an extraordinary life, I need faith. So this is important to me. And I said, you know, I want, to, I want to live a life full of, like, risky faith. Like, I want to take chances. I said, but I was reading this story of the widow Seerpath, and it touched my heart because I realized that she had to let go of two things. Because who, who knows, a lot of us, we, we like the idea of faith, but we don't like giving control over to faith. Like, we like to hold on to things. We like to hold, we have these mindsets. We say, God, I got the faith. Take me where you want me to go, but we're holding on to things. And we're in this little limbo where we want to live by faith, but we're holding on to these old mindsets, to these old limitations that I realized that the widow had to let go of if she was going to receive her miracle. Because as we know, without faith, it is impossible to please God, right? Because without faith, it is impossible to do the will of God because it takes faith to do some crazy things that God has called us to do. So we're going to talk about two things that the widow had to let go of to let faith take over. So y'all ready? The first thing um, that the widow had to let go of was she had to let go of her of her understanding. I'll be up there in a little bit. But as I like, um, I got another story like with my mom. She's over here. I love her. Uh, we watch movies a lot together, and you know we like the you know, she likes. But the thing with my mom is that we'll be watching a movie, and about every 15 minutes, she pauses it, and she's like. Why did he do that? She's like, I do not understand. Like, she's like, why would this happen if this, like, she had, and I was like, Mom, like, I explained, like, try explaining it to her. She hit play again. Another 15 minutes passed by. She hit pause. Now, why did that happen? Why that? And then it got, to, it got to a point where I was like, Mom, look, I promise you if you don't press pause and you watch to the end of the movie, you will understand why all these things took place. But I said, but we do that a lot of in, our, in our own lives, right? We have God's plan on our life, but when something happens we don't understand, we hit pause. Does anybody hear? When something happens that we don't like, we hit pause and say, God, why did this happen? But God is telling us, like he's telling the widow, if you don't press pause and you wait till the end of God's will, the end of God's plan on your life, the end of God's promises, you realize, oh, that's why this happened. Oh, that's why that happened. Has anybody, has anybody been there before, like 10 years later, like, oh, but right, but 10 years ago, you're like, no, right? You're like, no, but now you realize God's plan. But see, that's where I realize what faith is, is you got to let go of your understanding. And this is what the widow, because see, the widow was at Zerpath. I want you all to understand this. Her husband is dead, okay? Her crops are gone, dead. All her livestock are dead, and her and her son are dying. They're on their last meal. Like, everything around her is dead, and she's about to die herself. Like, who, who like, I would, like, perceive, because she, she knew who God was. Like, when Elijah approached her, she's like, hey, look, man of God. Like, she knew who God was. I would imagine, like, when her husband died, she called out on God, right? Like, what's going on? And all of a sudden, her crops die. And all of a sudden, she's watching her son and herself die. Right? Who knows that she's been calling out on God for a while, and then all of a sudden, on her last meal, God shows up. 
Is that hard? Like, that's hard for me to understand. Like, wait, God, you could have came here. You could have came when my husband died. You could have came when my crops were dead. You could have came when, you know, all my cows died. No, you came when I, I'm on my last meal and I've already accepted defeat and death. Now you show up? It's hard to understand. But I realize is that in faith, our job is not to understand. Our job is to obey. And so that's what the widow had to understand, and that's, the, that's what the widow did. Because, look, if you can fully understand God's plan, if you can fully understand God's promises in your life, I hate to break it to you, it's probably not God's plan. Because if you can say, oh, if I do this and this happens, and then that will happen, that will happen. Okay, guys, see what you're saying? You know, usually you're like, wait, God, you want me to do this? What's, like, I have no idea. If you understand God's plan, it's probably not God's plan, right? Because it says his ways, his mysteries are above our ways, right? What he wants is for us is above our thinking. So if you can wrap your mind around God's promises, it's probably not God's promise for you. So that's what the widow was understanding. She had to let go of her understanding. See, that's why, like, a lot of professors are atheists, you know? Why? Because they live their lives based on understanding, right? They live their lives. They walk they're like, if they don't understand it, they don't believe it. And so whenever they see God's promises and God's will who is above our ways, above our understanding, and they try to figure it out, they're like, hey, look, if I can't understand it, if I can't figure it out, it must not exist. So that's what they say. But that's why that's the whole point of faith. The whole point of faith is to say, hey, you know what, God, I don't understand, but I have the faith to go after what you want from me anyways. That's what faith is all about. And that's what the widow had to understand. She said, you know what, although I don't understand why this is happening, I don't know why I understand you show up now. You didn't show up when my husband was dying. You didn't show up. I don't understand all that. And she had a choice. She said, you know what, I don't understand, and I'm just going to continue. But she said, hey, you know what, I'm going to trust God. Because, you know, like in past, like when Jesus was talking to Nicodemus, right, he tried to understand what he was saying to him, right? He was like, hey, Nicodemus, when you get saved by, like when you ask Jesus in your heart, like when you get saved, you're, you're born again. He's like, born again? Like I go back into my mom's womb? Like he was trying to understand it, right? He's like, I go back to my mom's womb and then I come. Like how is that? For? Like he was trying to understand. He said, no, no, no. Don't try to understand it. Just believe it, right? Believe that you're a new creation, not that... You know, you have to go through the whole process again. No, when you accept me, you're a new creation. He, said, he had to let, Nicodemus had to let go of his understanding. See, Joshua didn't understand the command, you know, walk around Jericho seven times. He didn't understand that, but he said, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to obey it, right? See, and another thing, like, you know, a lot of people argue about this, but, you know, Noah, you know, they're about like, you know, 60-40. But in the times of Noah's, in the time of Noah, uh, before the flood, Many people believe that there's never been rain, like ever, you know. And so when God told Noah, prepare for rain, he was telling him to prepare for something he's never even seen. He's never, he can't even fathom. And it says when, when God told Noah that, it didn't happen for 120 years. And who knows, it's hard. It's like he could have said, well, I don't even understand what you're saying. You're telling me something's coming that I've never seen before. I don't know about you, but I don't know if I had that enough faith or say, you know what, like I'm going to do something for 120 years for something I've never even seen. But Noah didn't understand, but yet he obeyed, and that's why he was saved. So there's one thing that I want us to get to a point and say, hey, you know what? Even though we don't understand what God is doing, even though we don't understand what God is saying, what's happening, I'm not going to press pause on God's plan because it's beyond my understanding. I'm going to say, God, you know what? I'm just going to trust you. I'm going to obey your promises. I'm going to obey your instructions. And even if something happens that is beyond my mind, I'm not going to you know, press pause. I'm going I'm to you know, keep on going forward. So that's the first thing the widow 
had to do. She had to let go of her understanding because she was in a messed up spot, right? I mean, she's watching her kid die in front of her. And she's accepting. She's scrounging lit for a last meal. And then all of a sudden, Elijah shows up and says, hey, I know you're scrounging for a last meal, but give it to me. And if you give me that last meal, you'll be provided forever, right? But who knows? That's hard to understand. Like, God, you're going to take this much. And but she said, you know what? I'm going to obey. And then that's why she was able and her and her son lived. So that is the first point is the first part of freeing faith is we've got to let go of our understanding. The second thing we've got to do, what the widow had to do, is that we've got to let go of your proficiency. We say, what does that mean? Proficiency is something that we already have, something that we already know is in our hands, what we already got, something that it's tangible and we know exists. So when Elijah came up to the widow and she scrounged for the last meal, and she says, hey, give me, give, give me that, and you, be, and you will be, if you give me the, the meal first, God will provide later. But she said, hold up, I have this meal. Me and my son are dying. I know for sure I got this last meal. I know for a fact it's in my hands. But you're telling me to give it to you, and then if I give you that, then you're going to provide? Like, I don't know, God. Like, I know for sure I got this, right? And if I hand you over, I have nothing. I'm, I'm all disbelieving that you're going to follow through. That's faith, right? She said, hey, you know what? Even though I might be giving up my last meal, I'm going to believe that God's promises that he said he's going to provide later. But then it made me think, how many of us are so close to God's promise and plan in our lives, but we're holding on to this little sliver that we have, right? We got this little last meal, got this, and God's saying, hey, just give it to me, and I'm telling you that it will turn into anything beyond your imagination. It will be awesome. And we're saying, God, I know you're saying that, but I have it in my hands right now. And it's hard to give away stuff that we have right, like right now for something later. Right, it's 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 easy to give God our weaknesses, right? Like people are like it's easy to give God we're not good, like, but it's hard to give God our strengths, right? Like it's easy to give God, you know, things that don't really matter to us. But you're talking about my last meal here, and you want me to give it to you? We gotta let go of our proficiency. See, she was on her last meal, but God required her to give it up to receive more. She was on her last hope, her last like she's already given up. Because the resources that she had, right, was only enough for one meal. A lot of things in our hands are only enough for a little bit. But what she had to do, she had to give her little bit, whatever she had left to God, and all of a sudden she was provided until it says the rain came back. And I know some of us were in seasons, and all we have is a little bit. We just have a little bit, and we're, we're in a tough time, and all we have is a little bit. And God's calling us to just give it all to God. We say, God, I want to, but... My son is dying, right? I'm dying, but you want me to give this little bit to you? Because things, the, the little bit in God's hands is a lot of bit, right? right. A little bit in our hands can only go so far, right. right? That one, the resources she had was only capable of one meal in her hands. But when she gave those resources to God, all of a sudden it provided for her until the rain came. So we got to let go of our proficiency. See, the only way God can provide for us is to let go of, of our own means, let go of our own strengths, let go of the things that we think makes us us. Because a lot of times, who knows a lot of times we get caught up in us, in our strengths. We get caught up in what we're good at. We get caught up in what, you know, because um, God had to deal with this. Because when I, like, you know, went to Bible school a couple years ago and I first started taking Jesus seriously, you know, I said, God, I can give you that. I'll give you this, God, that's cool. But hold up, this stuff, like, I like 
you know, I like this stuff over here. Like, I'll give you that. Yeah, you can have that. But this area, you know, right here, like, I like that. You know, I think I'm good, God. Like, I'm good right here. You know, I'm good right here. But you can have all that stuff, you know. But what we don't realize is all we're doing is we're limiting ourselves. Because God wants to take us beyond message, beyond things we are capable of even thinking. But that's why we got to let go of our understanding, let go of, what, of, what, of our proficiency, saying, God, I trust you to take it to places I never could. So those are two things that I realized that the widow had to do. She had to let go of her understanding. She had to let go of her proficiency. And I believe that if we let go of these two things, if we just say, hey, you know what, God, although I don't understand, and you know what, God, although I think I have enough, I'm just going to give it to you anyways. I'm going to have the faith to trust your plan, to trust your will. I believe God can take us places we never even imagined. I like a lot of us, we're on our last meal right now, and we're holding on to it. But God says, give it to me. Put put." fully dive into who I am, and I'm telling you, you will be provided for. But it's hard. Faith is hard. That's what I realized is that faith is hard. But if we just realize, you know what, it's a whole lot harder if we don't trust God and it is to trust God, then you know what, God, take it all, right? Take everything I have. So as I'm closing, I know it was a quick word, but did y'all enjoy, you know, the widow zero path? You know, Whatever, you know, head bowed and eyes closed. You know, if you're in this place and you're saying, Caleb, I hear you out. Uh, I'm holding on to things I shouldn't. I'm, I, if something happens I don't understand, I just back away and say, God, look, obviously this isn't your will if, it's not, if I don't understand what's happening. Or you say, you know what, God, I'm holding on to my strengths. And I want you to do things in my life, but not in these areas where I'm good at. But, God, you know what, I want to give it all up. We're going to pray right now. God, I thank you that, that starting tonight. We're just going to give you everything. We're going to live life full of faith. We're going to live life that you called us to live. See, you told us that the only way to please God is through faith. So we're no longer going to hold on to these things that hold us back. God, we're just going to give our faith forward. We're going to give our effort forward, God. And we're just going to believe in who you are and in your promises. And we're not going to rely on what this world says to rely on, God. We're going to rely on what you say, God. We love you, Jesus, in this place. We're, we're just giving it up to you, Father. We're giving everything to you, and we're letting go of things that are holding us back because I want to live a life full of faith. I want to live a life full of your promises, God. And the only way to, be, to do that is through obedience and following what you tell us to do, God. So thank you for that starting tonight, Father. From tonight on, God, we're going to live a life full of faith. We're going to live a life like the widow lived, where she said, I don't care what is happening. I don't care what has happened. I don't care what you're saying is going to happen. I'm going to follow God. So we love you, Jesus. Thank you for loving us. We're just going to follow you from tonight on, no matter what. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you all for having me. I'm going to hand it off to, to Pastor Bobby, and he'll close it out. job. If you believe that, why don't you stand to your feet? I'm going to ask you to do something different tonight. I want you to. I really received that myself tonight. You got to let go of your understanding. You have to let it go of what's in your hands. In order to do that, you have to take, take a step by faith. I feel to do this tonight. If you will, I want you to just join with me in this moment. Let's just close our eyes, lift our hands again, lift our hearts, and just pray into God's presence one more time. Before we walk out of this building, we're going to pray for you. We're going to pray for you tonight that God will bless you and strengthen you. If you have a need that you walked in here with and you really need God to meet that, then we want you to use your faith 
So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. Lord, fill the atmosphere in this place in the, by the faith that's in the pews, by the faith that's in the seats. Lord, in your precious name, we thank you. We thank you for meeting every need. We thank you, Father. Now we release, we release what we don't understand. We even release, God, things we think we understand. And lean on you right now. In the name of Jesus, just do it now. Just release it to him now. What is it, financially? Financially, are you struggling with something? Is it, is it in your family? Let go of it. I want you to imagine putting it right into the hands of Jesus and telling him, Lord, I, I release it to you right now. I release it to you right now. Take all of my understanding, take my heart, take my mind, take everything. I give it to you. I give it to you. Vocalize that right now. Say, I give it to you, Jesus. Tell him, I give it to you, Jesus. I give it to you, Jesus. I give it to you, Jesus. I give it to you now. I give you my children. I give you my marriage. I give you my job. I give you my career. I give you my finances. I give you the little wisdom that you've given me to increase it. The little faith of mustard seed faith that you've given me. Increase it. Increase it tonight. Increase it tonight, God. Increase it tonight. We increase in you, God. If we grow anything, we grow in you. If we grow into anything, we want to grow into what you were, God, in this world. By the name of Jesus, now, I want you to reach across the way, grab somebody by the hand, and I want you to pray over them right now. Now, you're done praying for yourself. Now, pray for somebody else. Come on, lift your voice. Pray for them like you would pray for yourself. Pray for them like you would pray for your mom and your dad or your brother or your sister. Pray over them and say, Lord, I bless them tonight. God, strengthen them tonight. God, let them see through the eyes of faith tonight. Let them, God, have an adventurous heart to take a risk, to take a risk tonight, to take a risk, God, in their faith. Let them go on the job tomorrow, walking God under a new influence. Let them go back on their job tomorrow. Let them walk under new authority. Let them, God, engage with people, God, even after this service, with a spirit of love, with a spirit of wisdom, with this attitude of Jesus. Father, in the name of the Lord, I feel your presence tonight. I feel it coming into the building right now. I feel it coming into the building. Let us walk with a new walk. Let us step with a new step. Let us walk, God, in a new mindset. In the name of Jesus, all things passed away. Behold, all things become new. All things become new tonight. All things become new tonight. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Somebody say, in Jesus' name. Now lift up your hands and give God a shout of praise. Come on. He's in this place. You know You have to feel him. Let go of everything. Now give God some thanks and tell him, thank you, Jesus. Come on, lift up your hands and tell him, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. How many of you feel that in the building right now? How many of you feel that in the building? I'm telling you, it's here. How many of you felt something just lift off of you right now? 
lift off. How many of you want something lifted off of you right now? It's in the atmosphere. Lift up your hands if that's what you want. Lift it off of you. He'll take it off because it's still here. I know most of the time, half the congregation isn't fully engaged. But if the rest of you will get fully engaged, you're going to feel what everybody else is feeling. So right now, close your eyes and just receive this prayer. And with you feel it, I want you to open up your mouth and start to praise him. You say things like this. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I love you, Lord. What does hallelujah mean? It's the highest praise you can give God in honor of him as King of kings and the Lord of lords. Are you ready? This is what we do. When I pray for you, I want you to release it. Are you ready? Here we go. Father, in Jesus' name, release all things. Lift them off top. Lift them off now. Yay, God. Yay. Now. Now. A new perspective. The old attitude has to leave. Say it out of your mouth. Leave in Jesus' name. Burdens have to go. Burdens leave now. Leave now. Everyone say, worry, leave now. Ha, 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 Worry, leave now. Leave now. Fear, you have to leave now. Thank you. Faith, we embrace it now. Now, Jesus, touch. Touch right now. Thank you, Father. Touch. Touch now. Touch now. Touch now. Touch now. Touch now. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. By your hand, by your hand stretched forth, by your hand that stretched out, God, to us. We love you tonight. In Jesus' name, one more time, give God a hand clap. One more time. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Our mission here at Covenant Life Center is to help our world live, give, and love like Jesus. If our ministry has impacted you in any way, we would love for you to email us at info at clcvictoria.org. You can get connected with us through our social media at clcvictoria and download our app.